Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Short update from Laventana. I finally got on the water and had a few epic downwinders. Um, even got to downwind with Kane DeWild and Gabriella from Maui. They're running a clinic here uh, in conjunction with Axis and Saladita Kite School. They're heading back home tomorrow, so I just wanted to say it was great to meet you both and uh, wish you a safe trip back to Hawaii. All right, this week's episode um, is with Balls Mueller. So we recorded this in the heart of winter, and uh, we had a lot of questions about what it takes to winter wing. Uh, So we do go over some of that stuff in this episode and what it takes to be a winter waterman. So I hope you do enjoy it. We talked winter suits, gloves, and then what it takes to get stoked when it gets cold. Now, if you haven't had the opportunity, I would also recommend that you give last week's episode a listen. It goes from winter to summer, but um, it was with Bomi and Vanderlinden. Uh, we talked about the wave Punta Preta. We go into what it feels like to ride that wave, her contest prep, and um, we get to know her a little bit more. So that was a super fun episode. Now, don't forget if you want to support our show, there's multiple ways to do so. The easiest way is to follow us on Instagram, comment, like, follow us on YouTube and on your favorite podcast provider like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you feel like it, give us a five-star review. That helps our show grow. If you want to help out in the day-to-day, visit winglifepodcast.com and click on support us to donate a few dollars or jump on a monthly subscription. So we appreciate your support and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to the Wing Life Podcast, where we talk about wing foiling and the lifestyles of those who enjoy this great sport. (laughs) How's it going? Uh, I'm pretty good, man. How are you? Oh, well, I'm fine. It's an honor joining your your podcast. We've tried for quite a long time, I guess. Yeah, that's okay. We make it happen. We always make it happen. Hey, thanks for joining me on this, brother. Like, I'm super stoked to talk with you. I think it's going to be super fun. Likewise, because I'm in, uh, I'm at my wife's brother's place in the baby room. So that's probably the quiet, quietest room we get. And uh, yeah, we we've been on the road the whole day. Oh yeah, in the mountains. I finally decided that it's probably time to decide that I have to put my surfboard in the garage and. Like search <laughs> under all this windsurf equipment, my old snowboard, and give snowboarding a go again. So oh, we went shit. ski touring. Oh, nice! And Where it, about? It's, honestly, it needed it needed a, a girl from South France, Flora. She's also well known winger. Yes, she's visiting yes. Switzerland. So I was like, if even she's going into the snow, I guess something's wrong with me. Still sticking to to the water sport. So uh, <laughs> I gave snowboard again ago, and I love it. It's basically just frozen, fro- I mean, frozen water. So it's uh, it all relates in a kind of way. And it was an epic day. Oh, how uh, how much powder did you get? Not that much powder, but we had a lot of fun. But <laughs> I mean, oh, it, was awesome. not, it was blue sky, not one single cloud. And uh, where I live down in the, in the valley, let's say in the big valley of Switzerland, it's fog and gray and cold since days so it was just good to get into the sun and um it was beautiful i mean the alps are beautiful and we we should take our chances and also do do snow sport oh yeah that's the, that's a world like world class over there like everybody talks about wanting to go into the swiss <laughs> alps <laughs> i guess it's, it's like you have to for us yeah please well, go in them for us <laughs> You know, I think it's it's common when you're talk when you're talking about Switzerland. It's common that they think about snow sport, obviously, skiing oh, yeah. especially. And um, and then I'm always telling the guys, yeah, but I'm I'm like 300 days a year surfing in Switzerland, so you can do both. You know, it's not it's not that you that you're just limited to snow sport, which indeed is really nice or winter sports. Hey, but surfing in Switzerland is fun. And I guess yeah, I heard that. Also, over at your place, there must yes. be huge winter storms, and no one is sailing in these winter storms. They've they haven't gone into like I have some buddies that'll go January, February, 
But I like I my latest session this year was December 15th. It was five degree water, six degree air. And this is an excellent segue into winter winging. Um, but um, so what we're looking at is like I was wearing an Excel 6.5 dry lock hood. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had three millimeter NRS kind of um, kayaking mitts. Yeah. And that worked fairly well. And then I had old booties, um, but my five millimeter booties and my feet froze. But like we had three or four guys and then a couple weeks later, I'll give a shout out to John Vu and Marlon. He's uh, surfed, he's, um, I think, Surf the Great Lakes or something on Instagram. Let me just look that up real quickly for us. Yeah, they're foiling all the time. The the, the leftovers of the storm waves. Uh, basically, they surf oh, yeah. every day on the lake. And that's, foiling is a game changer. I mean, not every day, yes. but with pump yeah. foiling, you, pump foiling and wave teasing, you could probably surf every day on the lake. So, I mean, it, Foiling totally changed the aspect on on how to be a landlocked surfer. It's yes, ah. but just as Definitely you mentioned, five up. degree, five degrees. It's cold, but it's still doable. And my dad is always telling me if it goes below fifteen degrees, I'm not joining the party anymore. So you're basically <laughs> okay. never surf in Switzerland, you know. And <laughs> never. <laughs> and and but what I realized that most of my friends they they do surf now the whole season. And especially the winter really? months. Yeah, the winter months are the best or the most exciting foil or surf months in Switzerland because we get those really big storms and we get some decent lake waves, lake swell. So uh, winter surfing for me, it always been a pleasure. But now since a few years with the progression of suits, of of the old, the old, old I mean, the whole environment gets much better now for going winter sailing. Because I remember oh, yeah. like when I was 12, my dad always told me, you're going to suffer a lot from these stupid cold sessions. So far, I haven't got any problems. But back then, we were riding in like five millimeter suits with basically no isolation. And now the latest six, five hooded suits. And you even can put onion layers of, of like thermo underwear underneath. You basically don't get wet anymore in these winter suits. It's true. So yeah. like what uh what's your favorite <laughs> brand what's your favorite brand or what are you using for winter over there? Let's hop into this. I'm actually looking forward to this. <laughs> well, we're That's talking epic. about we're talking about secrets for winter winter selling. I guess there is no secret. Yeah. It's just okay. like um bite on your teeth and just <laughs> yeah. ignore ignore the the freezing cold temperatures no but i'm i'm really lucky being supported by o'neill since a few seasons now and oh, their exciting. firewall i mean it's their their wetsuits they're a dream not only it, it used to be better when you're inside the water so uh swimming in the water you never got cold and definitely i mean now they've progressed also with the wind freak suits so they're also producing suits now which uh block the air quite well so I'm a I'm a huge fan of the O'Neill products, and I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to convince them to produce some proper serious winter boots because that's mm-hmm. the main issue. So winter surfing is no problem anymore these days. You can put socks like thermal socks and then winter boots on, so your feet are kinda fine. And then obviously those thick winter suits, but the hands they will always be the issue as you. You also always got them above your ha- head as well, so you basically like get no blood circulation in your fingers. So um, the fingers are are always or will always be the issue. So what I'm doing, the best connection with the boom, what I'm mostly riding with these days, is an open palm cloth. But an open okay. open palm cloth is ridiculous. Ooh, that's cold. It's freaking oh. cold. So <laughs> it flushes every time. It does, yeah. But what I'm trying, I've been experimenting a lot with it, is like some worker cloths, like really thin worker cloths, which are sealed. So at least like you have dry, dry warm hands. And then mm-hmm. the open palm is blocking the wind. This helps when it gets really radical. But I guess there's not really a magic trick. The, the only magic trick I'm always telling is go out there to two, three runs, get back to the beach, swing your arms, start crying, and then... yeah. Just uh, do it again. Do it again over and over. And 
And as well, you know, it's 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 all. This episode is brought to you by Saladita Kite School in La Ventana, Mexico. If you caught some of our uh, stories yesterday on Instagram, you'll have seen that I just got in a couple epic days of downwinding. We got a ten kilometer downwinder done with my buddy Mickey from Salt Spring Island. Today I got in an epic one with my friend Britt. Um, we went from Latuna all the way to the beach and back. Um, heck of a fun time. If you're looking to learn, there's nothing better than getting a lesson from the pros at Saladita Kite School. They are positioned at Latuna, and now that I've been here a little while, I've gotten the opportunity to visit to a couple different spots. It is one of the more beginner-friendly beaches with some nice sand so you're not walking on any rocks. Um, They do offer professional jet ski-assisted kite and wing foil lessons. Um, so once again, they're at Latuna. So if you want to grab a beer after, grab some ice cream, grab anything, it is a nice little hub there. So you're not just stuck kind of in the middle of nowhere. So they have you covered if you want to learn how to kite, foil, or looking into downwinding. They got top quality gear as well. Uh, so don't hesitate. Book your lessons today by visiting saladitalaventana.com or send them a message on Instagram at Saladita Kite School at Saladita kite school it's all in the head in the head i mean if your if your mentality is oh it's freezing cold in the morning when looking out of the window you're gonna be cold the whole freaking day it doesn't matter even if the sun is coming out you're still gonna feel cold but when you get up out there and you get up there fully hyped sliding into a, a wet cold suit is probably even the best henning knuckle is always going into a wet cold suit he's hanging outside his house and you know yeah. the, the effect of getting into a cold suit, but being fully hyped and pumped, like your body yeah. is generating heat, and you you as you're so hyped, you get out there, and it, it might just needs the right person around you, or like the right the right surrounding as well. But if you if your head tells you it's gonna be a good session, you're not gonna freeze. I mean, definitely afterwards in the evening, your fingers gonna be like <laughs> <laughs> blue and white. <laughs> Blue and white and exploding. But I also like just two days or three days ago, I tried to figure out what could be the solution. And from the moment I just forgot about my fingers, it got fine. And I've been riding for like 45 minutes without any problems. And uh, in the very beginning, I was really looking at my fingers. And when you even like look at the fingers, then it even gets worse. So um, I guess we're not going to, we're not going to, find the magic trick here in 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 this podcast today <laughs> maybe but not definitely if i can if i can give one advice it's like it's the mindset as well getting at winter okay. surfing and being being hot like pumped to get out there and not, like these these sessions where you just think ah it's not worth then you just leave it and go home and dream about surfing maybe it's probably it's probably going to be better you know you're probably going to have more progress than being on the water uh, as a nice block no i i hear you i think I, I like that so like so you're recommending like a 6.5 o'neill hooded i like the the excel where the first year my buddy and i just ordered some um from wind spirit i'll give a little shout out to wind spirit there in in, in quebec um so we bought some 6.5 dry locks with hoods uh that was really really good um now I'm thinking, like, I don't understand why. Maybe you can let me know if you know any companies that are doing this. What happens if they had a five mil mitt and then yeah. a half mil or a one mil on the palm pre-curved? No, not cut. Full neoprene on the inside, yeah, pre-curved. Yeah, but super thin. Yeah, super thin, yeah. five mil on the outside. Like, what do you think about that? Because you would get I it. Get like, you. I had it. Yeah, yeah, I get like, you. I have, you know, I have the old duck kind ones. And I can tell you an easy story why they're not. They're not produced anymore. And hmm. the problem I face with O'Neill, with the production department, is simple. The warranties. It's, uh... it's so ridiculous stupid. But these, I mean, it's like it's like, it's like like uh, shoes. A skate bro, he, he wears his shoes two, three weeks, and then it's gone. The same with these mm-hmm. gloves. And okay. the duck and gloves, I still have them. They're like super. I have like the four mil neoprene on the outside. They're pre-curved. So you feel like those kayak canoe cloths, which are like, they're really like this. But yeah. the case the case is that they always break here from the boom. And that's probably the 
the reason why they stopped doing it. Uh, there is not one brand selling it at the moment anymore. And in my in my opinion, it would be a bestseller, but you need to quarantine or let's say you need to tell the guys that if you use it multiple times, it will wear out and probably break. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the customer needs to accept, accept, that, accept, accept that. But definitely that would be the warmest. And then my friend, he has these gloves and he put like a nipple, you know, the air valve for blowing up the plastic balloon okay. stuff. He put it here, yep. he sealed it, and then he's blowing hot air constantly inside his oh, his booty, and he got like warm fingers all the time. So he's fine. But like, always when I when I stay with him, I'm crossing. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a that's a, that was a really smart. And he even got into like he even put tubes like air tubes through his uh, wetsuit, which go into oh, the buddy of mine and did he's that. blowing yeah. like the hot air through his wetsuit. <laughs> In winging, that's smart because when you're, and then I'm always dreaming about the heated boom. I mean, come on, water sport ah, industry, that yeah, should be no up, biggie. Come on. <laughs> Electroshock once the battery is leaking. No, it'll be I fine. Mean, Warranties, fine. lawsuits, it's fine. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> also, the heated pads, you know, for the feet. No, I mean, yes, we're we're getting there, and and definitely. The bigger, or let's say, the more people are attracted by getting into these crazy conditions, definitely it could be, it could create a market. And I'm, I was hoping <laughs> so bad to join this podcast now and telling you guys that with O'Neill we're at this point of having these gloves. I can okay. tell you guys, we it's in development. It's in it's in in it's just a matter of time and and ex- that the development team is accepting the warranty pieces. Because it will it will break and it, it's gonna be a product which will wear out, but mm-hmm. how we need it it's it's needed. So um, that can stop yeah. doing these wonderful pre-curved gloves, which really had like an, a thin a 0.5 millimeter nylon on the inside, and as they that were was it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and as because I had um, I had kayaking gloves or mitts, mm-hmm. sorry, and what I did is I cut the neoprene off. And you Isn't know it? that like fire red insulation, I had that on the inside and it lasted like I lost the mitts, but they lasted two seasons. Yes, they tore a little bit on the side, but they were still way warmer than my buddy's open mitts. Like it, they Indeed. were amazing. And I was Indeed. like, where are these things? But I see what you're saying. Warranties, returns. Connection, connection between the neoprene and the nylon is, is basically where the, where the boom is always. But that shouldn't be an issue. That's like... If you if you can build, it's like, I mean, you cannot accept everything. It's always a compromise, you know. But um, we're getting okay. there. I'm I'm I see a bright future for uh for stupid uh, winter surfers, which are just like all of us lost. <laughs> no, it's um, I mean, there. It's, it's fun, you know, man. We're not just a few. And I realized today I was snowboarding. And I miss the sensation of foiling because foiling is so smooth. I've been foiling yesterday and it's just like floating on my knees and hips. They hurt today after snowboarding in fine conditions, but it was not prime conditions. And snow foiling is yet to come, I guess. But I mean, it's just... (laughs) (laughs) That's next year. Yeah, maybe next year. I've tried it before. It didn't work out, but it's also, it's just another way to look at it. But um, I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm the sensation of foiling and what I've learned as well, downwind foiling, you're traveling with the wind. So the relatively wind coming facing towards you, it's, it's not a biggie anymore. And it's downwind calling, uh, downwind, downwind foiling, I'm calling it. It's not going to be, uh, it's going to be probably the best winter sport because you, you're so pumped from actually paddling up on the board and oh, then yeah, flying on the board. So you're warm from the first second, and then once you're flying, you're not facing the freezing cold wind chill anymore in your face. So we've we've did a we've did a downwinder just a few days ago, and it was freezing cold wind chill, way minus zero, but it was no it was no problem because we were traveling with the wind downwind. And, okay. Uh, and as I was I was as I was always pumping connecting swell. I mean, we can always go on smaller foils, and then it. <laughs> It's gonna heat up. You're gonna boil in the winter suit. That's for sure. I was. I even had to open the zip because I was so hot in my six five. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah, and I guess you're 
And I guess your face is covered to here, but yes, your face and is you're fine. You're traveling with the yeah. wind. With the wind. And, yeah. and the hands and the hands are less of a problem because you, you can basically swing them lower than than with the with the wing or the windsurf equipment above your head. So maybe maybe this gonna be the best winter sport activity, even for all my free ride friends which just wanna have this sensation of floating over the water and free riding, pure free riding. I found I found proof. I mean, for me, I found downwinding is like the best sensation. Even though it looks ugly and it doesn't really like it doesn't really attract people. When <laughs> when I look when Hard. I when I looked into downwinding, I was like, oh, it's gonna be another endurance sport for like the guys want to kill themselves. And it is <laughs> in a kind of way. Yeah, if you go hard. into downwind racing, it's hard work because you're gonna be pumping and paddling your ass off to get going, but. The sensation, yeah. the way I look at it, is just floating down the water surface, and this is insane. That's new. It's. By the way, I guess we're not on a downwind podcast. <laughs> What's that, sir? Whoa, I yeah, guess... we can talk anything. We can talk windsurf on this thing. We can talk foiling. We can talk travel and backcountry camping and how you get. Because I just saw of one of your videos yesterday with Damien and Gwen. Shout out to those boys from doing amazing videos. And they you had a it. really cool board bag that you could put on your shoulder because that's my problem on Vancouver Island. Like we walk like 10 to 15 minutes into our lakes and I have to carry a shoulder strap plus yeah. my foil stuff. And I'm yeah. like, how do you, but I love that bag. So we could talk about that later, but yeah. Yeah. The idea of that bag actually also happens here at our lake. We have one lake where we've got to climb basically to, to the water surface and it's like a 50, 60 meter climb in height. And it's ridiculous climbing down there. And we always have to bring all the stuff with us. So my idea was of creating, or let's say the idea of this, of the foiling, foiling board bag is like that we have a bag that carries everything in the easiest possible way. And it's, yeah, it's definitely a good, a good accessoire to have. And as well, and my dream is to, to travel. I, I love traveling local, locally and foiling. It definitely changed the game. I don't need to go to Hawaii anymore. Although it's beautiful in Hawaii. I'm super happy what we got here. And I really want to yes. explore yeah. also the local the local playgrounds. And uh, and this bag and also the reach up trial trailer for my bike. It's ideal. So I can go to the, to the furthest of um, Mountain Lake. Bike up there with a maybe not so ecological electro bike, but def definitely, definitely. I mean, it, it opens up new perspectives on how to oh, yeah. get into water sport, and um, and that's my dream to to become more and more like a Swiss waterman. That's my goal as well. Mm. I want to be I want to be a waterman based in a landlocked European land, which is yeah, it, it sounds weird and um, probably seems awkward, but it's possible these days. I think that, but like our goal with this, like we're all out there to push Stoke and to help people get into this sport and you're doing an amazing job and I love your bubblegum shrimp hat, by the way, that thing's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, um, but like the only way to get new people into the sport is to help people access it where they are and to appreciate what their local conditions are like and then to say, okay, so I have a little lake. It, it's going to be, it could be a family trip, right? You can bring your kids, you can hike in, you can camp. You're how, like, I, I can't imagine, like, how old is your little one now? She's now two and screaming two? around. I can hear them in the yeah. back. It's great. <laughs> no, but she's screaming around. She's doing fine. We're expecting nice. the second child on, oh, on congratulations. its way. Yeah, in like two, in three months already. So it's going to drop. Maybe it's going to change. Maybe I get less water time. But definitely want to keep the quality of water time. And my dream is to get her involved as well. If she wants to, she, I mean, we already put her, the other day we put her on a snowboard and she was like, <laughs> she's, definitely, <laughs> she's definitely feeling the stoke already. And that's what I want to share. And just as you mentioned, like it should be simple and easy. And I guess winging definitely attracts kids as well. Even just playing at mm -hmm. the beach with the wing in their hands. Also, Lotta, she can play not for hours, but she's playing a long time with the wing in her hands already. And with NC Suite, oh, we will produce so cool. 1.8 meter, 1.8 square meter wings, so proper baby wings. 
not only for the we we expect the big storm in two three days so i'm already freaking nervous again that's that's what i live for that's what i'm but i live all about for i mean these big winter storms so um, they're fine but uh no but um it's true just as you mentioned like trying to make it accessible for many people and mm-hmm. that's what's so wonderful about winging and almost i haven't seen any water sport which which gives you this sensation of progress in such a quick time it's not going to be easy learning wing foiling but once you get into it you dive into it windsurfing takes you 10 maybe even more years to be an advanced rider in wing foiling you can become I would not say professional, but you can become a really good wing foiler within one season. We've seen it. That's We've true. seen it in the in 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 the last summer. There were so many new young talents, but also older guys picking up the sport from ground zero to an advanced level where they even for, force themselves to to do the first jumps. Which in windsurfing, I have many friends, even like persons like my dad, which are just going back and forward for a long time. Never have even dare of trying, yeah, even dare of trying a carving 360 or something like this. And somehow wing foiling opened up this dance floor in a whole new way. And people That's true. get creative because the whole tool is made to be flume creative as it's not connected. It's not limited in terms of true. possibilities. I, I love winging. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think that winging would get to this point where we have rapid expansion. Like I watched like an interview with you and Damon from two years ago mm-hmm. and just like all the moves and you things that you guys, like I think you were just trying to get your first backflips then. Yeah, backflips. And, and your wife had mentioned, tuck your knees. You got to tuck your knees and that's going to get you around. <laughs> Is it okay, okay. And now, but like, and now, I'm, now I'm facing, you know, in wing falling it within the last three years, I had like three times that I've, got to force myself creating or like doing a trick which i cannot even 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 imagine i'm always like telling everyone you got to dream the trick you got to imagine the trick and i mean i was trying to imagine the backflip for months and it just didn't happen and now the same with the front flip again and then now with the back mops and but that's so crazy about this board and the potential is huge and um and definitely and definitely i mean where this is all going or like heading yeah. to, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get like your first, cause I know you were talking in that video about visualizing. So what was it that allowed you to get those moves? Was it like, and how do you create the them? backflip? We, what, yeah. you know, what's crazy with the backflip? I actually had to get off the water to learn the backflip because I'm I'm from windsurfing. I'm I'm am I have this like weird sideways shoulder rotation. So always when mm-hmm. I jumped on a trampoline, I was not able to actually do the backflip in a straight line. Oh, so okay. I took I took my 1.8 square meter wing. I actually didn't put enough air in the wing, so I kind of had like two three psi pressure in it. So it it hold the shape. And then I went on the trampoline and then I started jumping as I've seen stars for a few multiple times. But the case is when you when you go down head first on the wing, as there's no rigid piece on, on that old soft handled wing, it was just like I was jumping and the wing didn't uh, didn't got damaged and neither did I. So I mean I, I had to get on the trampoline that I did multiple backflips and that uh, multiple okay. attempts. And that definitely was the extra that that i needed so um i am I'm, I'm the kind of guy i always tell you need to close your eyes and try to visualize but you also got to you also got to create or like do similar movements or find possibilities how to do similar movements and definitely most of these crazy tricks at the moment are trampoline trampoline tricks and all these kids uh. also also, Chris, he's really talented on the trampoline as well, so that definitely helps. And I'm not this acrobatic gymnastic dude. I'm more. I'm rather the the go out and send guy and just like see what yep. happens. And with the backflip, that's it. It kind of works, but it's also going to be very expensive in terms of uh, breaking leading edges. So if you, yeah. everyone, everyone out there listening to this podcast could potentially land a backflip. 
I mean, it doesn't matter. I'm 100% sure you could do it as well. If conditions line up right and your mindset yep. is right and you've done maybe a few on the trampoline and you feel natural with the movement, you get there, you boost and you bring your front hand above your head. You look to the wingtip, to backwards to the wingtip and you 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 have it. And it, there's, there's okay. no way that you're going to hurt yourself when you go for it. But the case is that most of the people, they get into the rotation, they block, they open their shoulders, they look backwards to the side, and then they go head first onto the wing, which hurts a lot. But um, yeah, I mean, okay. the, what I can commit. Commitment is everything. The same, the same. I'm facing the same problem now with the back move. If I commit for it, I land it, and then I'm like, oh, it's so easy, super smooth, it like slick. It's there, and then I try three, four attempts, completely different, like totally, like from the takeoff, everything goes goes wrong and different, and then I break a, a leading edge, and then. And then I'm I'm like afraid of doing it again for like two three months because it's I mean it's pain in the ass breaking a wing every 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 attempt you go for it so definitely when you decide to do it you got to do it and then you got to do it right and um, I would say these days at every at every at every place you almost find someone who can explain your backflip already on the wing so it's not <laughs> backflip is not gonna be the biggie anymore. Not anymore. But what the is dab, the next? The double backflip. Yes. Each one did it two years ago. When you ask him, definitely he was kind of scared, but he, he told me that it didn't feel that crazy. And he's even, really? like, even, he even told me he's surprised that not people, more people doing it. And I'm hmm. kind of also shocked that we haven't seen more doing it, but it's, it's going to happen for sure, even out of flat water. <laughs> How was like how did the how did competition go this year? You like you were on GWA and PWA. Ah. Like how did the year turn out for you? Well, in a honestly, on a personal level, it doesn't. Yeah, on a personal level, I feel like I'm still progressing, but in a in a okay. different. I'm living in a different time zone. It seems like I'm I'm growing older. Maybe that that's the that's the case. But I mean, these kids they just progress within a session, and okay. I. I, for the first time ever, this especially this season, I realized how hard it is to actually progress on new maneuvers, and it might need more than just one attempt. And so far, I was, I was just probably favored that tricks were just lining up, and it was bam, it connected, especially with re, when I could relate to windsurfing. So, um, I mean, but it's not that it happened overnight. I've, I'm. I'm windsurfing all my life. It's over two, yeah, over twenty years. I'm already windsurfing, so it's definitely oh, cool. multiple hours of of getting getting these tricks or like movements linked together. No, but this season, um, you know, I can only I can it can only get worse from now on. That's how it feels for me because I I was at two years. I was kind of there, and I I was uh, I was. I was doing good results. I'm a, I'm a very eager person. That's why I love competing. Like everyone who's facing himself into this ugly situation of competing against probably a friend of you. But the That's case is that, that um, what I love most about the competitions and still do love most about competing is that it, it really like it, it pushes anybody up to up and over his comfort zone. And that's the I best know, good to point. progress. So this season okay. I did, I did, I had humbling feelings where I was really not performing well in my opinion, but in a kind of way it was also the guy kicking me in the ass or myself kicking me in the ass, and then I did I wrote better afterwards. So yeah, and I guess from the very moment you just you decide to stop competing, because that's I've I've been thinking all the time about stop stopping competing because it's useless almost in a kind of way competing against a 16 year old kid that does multiple rotation but that would be like deciding to stop progressing so um, mm. and I want to keep progressing until the, the very end of my life and my main goal now is just to like progress every day either it is in maybe not with a double backflip but definitely with like the sensation and having fun on the water that's the 
the the most the most important part. Yeah, that's, that's a true. hard question. Yeah. So that, and I'm very happy that for this season I have the excuse of becoming a second child, so I don't have to necessarily do all <laughs> all, all the events. And I'm definitely yes. looking forward to compete competing more this season again. But I'm we will see. I'm just okay. super stoked being part of this revolution, ongoing, still yeah. ongoing revolution. And my main goal is still I still have a, quite a long list of probably possible dream tricks and i hope to make them happen <laughs> can we uh can we share those or are we going to keep those under your under your i keep your them hat? top secret i'm the guy oh, who's top secret. No, no, no. no but what i <laughs> what i lately started doing is like very crazy like wing flips in here so and also oh. in brazil i had like the first time the the kind of sensation of doing like a tight loop where it feels oh. like the wing flips and then I started doing like those back rolls where the wing was flipping the other way around in the air. It's just like it, it seems like the shoulder is uh, is totally dislocated during the move. But then when you come around and you land, you're like, oh, it's kind of possible. Like dropping out the air like a cat and then whoa, <laughs> I'm still alive. Whoa, that would be pretty neat. Um, actually, talking about family, how is being a pro athlete and having that little one now with you to grow your family, like how is traveling with your your family and stuff? That must be pretty special. It it's so special. The best thing is that you always have, and I'm 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 feeling really blessed that I can bring the whole family to the to the to the beach, and that it also <laughs> works out because it could have been a total disaster. But we've been on the Canaries this summer. We we were traveling with our van. And Lotta, she's so in love with sleeping in the van that even now the other day she was telling it's freezing cold. She was telling, let's go, let's go in the van and I want to go van tripping. And then we we tried to sleep in the van the other day in the Alps where it was like minus few degrees outside and we had the yeah. heating on, but it was so freaking cold. No, but she, she likes it. And traveling as a family for me, that's like the, the best thing that that was, that's what I was always dreaming about. Like, um. For me, I wanna, I wanna enjoy, enjoy traveling and share the stoke with the family. I give this further to yeah to the next generations as well, and it's yeah. possible. It's only a matter of um, of doing it. And if you have this comfortable life, li- li- sitting around at home and everything is well organized, and you you're not expecting something bad to happen, then. You will be fine back home, but if you if you go out there and you try something which might gonna not work out, then well, you're never gonna fail un- unless you're not trying it. That is true, and unless you're pushing your own psychological, emotional limits, and then pursuing those goals because you don't know what's beyond that fear or that. No. How do how do you handle fear throwing down? Like that's my buddy last night. He said, "Man, you got to ask him." Like how the heck does he handle all that fear? Because he, like some of our guys here, they're afraid just doing like a little, a job. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Fear is pushing. Fear can push a lot. It's actually a good question. I'm, I'm definitely also a person I like. I would love it structured and safe and clean and everything like organized, organized, but uh, organized. Um, As a freestyler, I'm, I'm always facing myself being out of the comfort zone and not not really knowing what comes tomorrow. And I guess it's it's really nice to live that way as well because it's yep. I don't want to force myself, but fear um I get I get I get scared, but scare scaredness is uh, it's it always needs to be in a in a natural environment. If you if you're scared of of for your life, for example, that's that can be that can be bad. But it's also like you we always got to today when we did the tour, we were talking about it. I mean, I don't want to risk my life in an avalanche. But yes. like getting out of your comfort zone with your body in terms of endurance or like physically, mentally, whatever, is not the same as getting getting at the limit playing with the natural natural environment and the elements. Cause I'd, I'm not the guy who wants to fool around with the elements because I know 
nature is much stronger than us. We can do whatever the fuck we 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 love to, but playing with the with the nature, we're gonna lose for sure. So um, mm-hmm. there there's like the there's like the difference between I'm freaking scared of big waves. I'm freaking scared of strong wind, but I love yeah. to play in it, and I love yes. like to push my body in a in a healthy and and safe environment. And that's you can always like get to the edge of that line, and you always like. That's I'm, true. Personally, I'm always going over the line, but you got to <laughs> yeah. step. You got to step it up, otherwise you will not progress. And that's for me. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the best feeling in the world. With that, when you realize that you you're progressing in terms of like facing your fears. <laughs> Yeah, well, and and there's so many people out there that are facing their fears in this way. And I think it's really important too, because it helps you. I think what it does is it kind of helps you appreciate so many other things in your life. If things are too organized, like I would go down to the Sandbanks launch, it'd be minus two, I'd sleep in my Subaru. And then we would get up in the morning, freezing cold, go have a super fun session and rip it up. And and then my buddy said, you didn't look scared at all. I said, actually, I went to the woods twice to take a shit. I was terrified. I talked to myself <laughs> for 15 minutes. And then because I only lasted 10 minutes in like 30 and 10 foot swell, I was mad yes. all the way home because I didn't yeah. push myself hard enough. <laughs> so it's like next time we're going to overcome that fear. We're going to keep going. But it's in but a safe environment. At least you tried. Because yes. yes. you yes. could also just surf on the internet and uh, That's have true. probably a great time as well. But it would not be fulfilling because... yes. Your body yeah. is not like it. Your body did nothing in the end. It's yeah. just like your brain telling you that you 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 watch something. But I mean, it's so important that you get out there and surf the real waves and not not only yeah the worldwide not the web. virtual ones on the not the <laughs> VR waves. Yeah. Yes. Well, that <laughs> That's probably true. could help. That probably Actually, could do you help. Think it would? I guess so. Do you I'm, think that could help? I just I just know from I. I haven't really played any games or whatever, but I was always in love with Tony Hawk. And I would love oh, yeah. to see actually a game similar like Tony Hawk in, in water sport existing. Because I learned all the tricks, the names of the tricks. And I remember like with my skate dudes, I was always like, we were gaming Tony Hawk. And then we were like, after like one or one hour, maybe we were like, let's go out there and try these tricks. So we got hyped about the sport and we started dreaming about the tricks and the possibilities. I have an idea. <laughs> Let's we could do, it. do we could do a Balls Mueller video game. <laughs> that would be so fun. I will I that would be that would probably it probably would help progressing. And definitely it would pro- maybe it would also motivate people, you know, like kinda of, in a kind of way. It would be nice. Well, people love <laughs> just people love the energy that you bring because you can be a pro athlete and you can be a pro athlete. There's there's a variety of different human beings. And there's some human beings that are, are, let's say, that they love to speak from their heart and they're heart-centered and they want to share that. You're one of them. Like I had Willow River Tonkin on the episode and, and he, same kind of guy, like just so driven from his heart to share and loves and the passion projects that he works on, that kind of thing. So people are naturally, ju- they're going to follow if, you. And yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, but and my that's, that's an is honor. Video games, but uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but the shrimp. idea of getting, but you know, the biggest concern, and that's why Willow with his project Serve for Serve, I I love it because I see, I mean, we're we're very privileged that we can actually do that sport, wing foiling. It's not, it's not, it's not just a soccer, and you go out there and you play it with your friends. But uh, if mm-hmm. we get the chance to get more people involved, which might never have the opportunity to become a water and a water sports athlete, that would be that's a big goal for me as well. But yeah, yeah definitely too. we got to. It's a it's a, a niche sport. It will always be a niche sport, but um, it's it's beautiful, and I love to share the passion. I love to share the stoke, and I mean, for me, for water sport, it's everything. <laughs> and so I. I Oh, I was going to say, like, with with new materials coming out, um, like, are you, like, for 2024, are you focusing, like, I know you still want to compete, like you said, but is a time that you spend devoted to R&D? Like, what are you doing with Enzis and Saab and and your other partners? 
Yeah, is there a lot you can is share? Go- a lot is going on, and this season, like just the the last few weeks, been very busy in R and D. And there's like we we're gonna launch the downward board, for example, which for me is like a really cool new board. And I'm I I spent a lot of time on that board last season because it's 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 a a session a session saver. You you can have like ugly twelve knots on that board. It's gonna be fun. And you can have like knee high waves, and then on that board it's gonna be fun. But uh, not only that, and definitely on the other hand, I always try to make this board accessible for everyone. And uh, with NCs, we're we're doing a lot trying to produce gear that gets people into the sport the easiest way possible. And uh, and especially the kids, that's what I love by heart: seeing young kids getting on the board, flying after fifty meters with no water sports experience previously. And that's uh, definitely, there's still a lot of work to do. Uh, we should mind not only focus in this high-end premium stuff, but also mm-hmm. uh, make sure that we, with NCs, we also have this soft top soft top board, so like a, a squeezy deck, but it's a performance board. So the other kid is jumping tricks around it with it. And that's it doesn't hurt when you, when you fall on the board. So... For sure, at NCs, we're always talking about the premium performance equipment, but we also make sure that we have the equipment for everyone, which is also <laughs> kind of affordable. But uh, yeah, I'm. I mean, I as you mentioned, I, I was development was always it was always kind of attracting me. From the I shaped my very first windsurf board already like ten years ago, so I was like getting into in seriously into shaping as well on my own i was doing fins there was a time where my mother had like plastic cooking plates for uh cutting tomatoes and onions and i like just took them squeezed them out of the kitchen like sneaked them out of the kitchen and and like shaped things out of these plastic plastic plates and then i went out there and oh, i cool. like rode 50 meters i broke off the plastic piece straight away <laughs> yeah and my mother was so annoyed no, I love R and D, um, and it's it's cool to see. It's very cool to see where this is going at the moment. It's crazy what's going on, but it's also, I mean, it's amazing to be part from the very beginning of the sport, just as wing foiling. It's oh yeah, for me it was always a dream. I, I was always I always wanted to be a kind of pioneer in in the sort of sport, and I never thought that water sport would give me that chance and that opportunity. So um. <laughs> that well like there's a lot of swiss mountaineers but i think you're going to go down in history as a swiss waterman which is pretty cool i'm not That's even sure cool. if this, i'm not even sure if it's existing to to be a to call yourself a swiss waterman but i try to i try to make this name yeah happening <laughs> i, I I think I think we can call that. What do you think's the craziest thing happening in development? If you could share, but you don't have to if you can't. The craziest thing, um, let's say at the fo- on the foil side, we're yes. still experiencing the problem that people, or let's say the the pos- possibilities are quite small because we're not we're never gonna get the money involved like in in the airplane industry or whatever. But we also haven't really got the people involved, which which are the big brains. I mean, most of the guys which really do good foils at the moment, that nowadays foils are really good. They're made by passion from people which write them and which feel them. But I think with calculation and all this crazy stuff, there's still going to be... And simulations on wings. I mean, we're working on wings. We're simulating wings. And when you look at the wing, which you kind of think it should work, and then you look at... the Just lately, we had this problem that the best-looking wing... So the wing, which looks sexy and clean and nice, was not performing well. So um, yeah. definitely with these softwares, we can we can save a lot of money doing stupid prototypes. But these stupid yeah. prototypes, they're needed to to get this sensation of feel and whatever. And I guess with 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 a wider range of people getting attracted into the sport, we're definitely gonna get these big brains which can calculate because me I'm, all I can do is just have fun be out there and and share the stoke but I'm not the guy <laughs> who can sit behind the computer looking at numbers and uh and I know friends which which do it and which are good at it 
but they're not attracted by the water sport. So if we find these synapses and connect uh, the energies and the possibilities as well, it's, it's going to be a game changer. And at the foil side, the other day in a, in a podcast or interview, I said we are at around 30%, which is nothing. And I guess there's still a huge progress because still by now I, I get foils, prototypes, I step on and I feel like 10% better, not like just a little bit better, but there's like huge gaps. So, uh, and oh, there's wow. still room to progress. But um, Do you think that's because people are bringing on like pro engineers now with like 20 years of like naval experience and stuff? Do you think that's pro, helping? Probably as well. Yeah. And these guys, okay. they get into water sport. They get into foiling as well. And I think okay. from from just as as we see now latest, like the guys the the guys from sailing from like all these crazy foil boats, they get attracted by wing foiling as well, and that get that goes hand in hand as well, I guess. So uh, for sure. But nah. <laughs> so no. much to talk about. So much yeah, to talk and, about. That's and super the crazy fun. Crazy thing about foils, and I guess we're still we're still nowhere. I mean, foiling is existing for a long time. But when yeah. you look at yeah, planes, did, yeah. they're flying over 100 years. Foils been also almost existing over 100 years, but the progression of foils is quite small or limited so far. And I guess in surfing, the surf industry, all these very advanced shapers, they have crazy boards. And some people, they even say each rider needs to have his individual board. I agree. But now in foiling, it's even worse because each rider has to use his individual front wing with his individual setup and whatever. So it's going to be really technical to get like those. Just lately, I'm experimenting with soft stabilizers and flex in a stabilizer can create like a windsurf in so much drive in your turns. And if we get to the point that you're going to have custom front wings, custom stabilizers and... I mean, then then we're gonna to be totally lost. And so far, I would say, pers- I would say, we're still at 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 the area that we don't even know what's going on with our gear, and we don't even know what's changing in terms of uh, sensation towards. We we can build a fast foil, but the fastest foil is not feeling nice at the at the moment. So um, okay, there's okay. still a lot of work to do. But we're progressing. And the good thing is every every year product's getting so much better that <laughs> don't know where it where it goes. That must be that must be pretty fun, eh, to work within the epicenter of that and pushing that. Like do you is that one also of your frustrating? It's more I'm actually yeah. really mm, frustrated. Okay. And okay. I'm even frustrated in terms of you know the good thing about it, I can always go back to the very first fall where I started. It will feel ugly. But I still have like the stoke. I feel, still feel the stoke. And it's a challenge for me riding that fall. And I think, whoa. And sometimes it's even good to um, just to, to to be more, just to to, to 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 also enjoy the equipment you're riding at the moment. You know, that you, when you always, when you always look at better gear, I'm, I'm also the kind of guy who's always saying it's not only the gear that makes the difference. It's how the guy, I was I was riding almost one season with the same foil and still by now when I use this foil, I like it. And I feel it's like a relation. And the longer it lasts, the better it gets. And it like you, you start connecting lines with the foil, which my, on a better foil, better performing foil, not going to happen because you don't feel connected to the foil. So it's, it's much more than just having the best gear. It's mm-hmm. also you as a rider, the way you look at your equipment and the way you treat it. Well, it's having a relationship with it rather than um, just like, I don't know. There's always something better existing out there. There's always something better Like in dating and in life. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's the same. Yes. You know, with my rock and roll, we used that slogan promoting my rock and roll boards. It was quite easy. I, I, I broke, I've been breaking so many boards previously and then I got that rock and roll and the mission was to make it last so I can travel with one board. That's my dream. And I've been traveling the whole season with the same board. So it, it did work oh, nice. out. And I nice. guess it's it's going to be the same with the foils. I'm, I'm the kind of guy, I think my dream would be one front wing, three stabilizers, and then I could cover all the conditions. That would be really nice because I'm, 
I don't want to travel with a truck to the spot. I want to I want to go with my bicycle trailer and travel light and have fun and adapt. Yeah, adapt that's the true. Wind. Yeah, that's true. I'm riding I'm riding one board. I got one foil set up, and that's all I use. And yeah, it's that's been, the cool it's, thing it's, about it's a, ringing. Yeah. We should not kill. Yeah. We should not kill it by no. overproducing too much equipment. But so to answer the question, I mean. <laughs> It's nice being able to change things, but at the same time, it can be also very frustrating. So I see what you're saying. Also, yeah, and it's—I mean, it's—it's it's, for me. I'm, it's crazy. It's a crazy amount of work, and in my opinion, it needs not only the guy at the computer, but it needs the guy who puts the hour into it and gets connected. And everyone out there knows how hard it is to adapt from switching from one equipment to the other and feeling straight away comfortable that's not often happening and while testing most of the time you're not enjoying the session out there there's there's even days where i'm like i'm i'm frustrated going out there because i i know i need to change equipment all over all the time and it's not only one screw you're like you're in the water sometimes in the cold all day long screwing 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 until you screwed up and you don't even know what you what you've been trying anymore and that's the it's way true. how to actually progress equipment as well from the moment you don't know which equipment you're riding anymore because you've been swapping like all over all, oh, all the time yeah that's yeah. i mean michael and me we often do it that we like keep swapping until we don't know anymore which board we're now riding and that's the best way to test because then you're like testing blind almost that's part that, of that is fair Hey, does your does your wife rip as as hard as you? Does she throw down like you? She's not flipping overhead anymore. That's okay. where she stopped. But she's so passionate about about oh, yeah. water oh, nice. as well. And that's a funny story. Just two two weeks ago in South France in our Christmas holidays, she she tried to get in her winter suit, and as she always like the belly is quite is obviously there, she she struggled getting in her winter suit, and then she took her dinner four tree suit which was way too cold and then she took yep. put a five five four from me so she almost had like one cm of wetsuit and she went yep. out there and she was having a lot of fun and we were sailing like the three of us the baby in the belly her and me while uh, oh, my, nice. my mother was looking to lotta at the beach that was beautiful but we've, oh, yeah. we've done the same with lotta 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 was winging in the belly until like it was like six or four, six, six weeks before the giving birth. So she was oh, that's so cool. Boiling yeah. before uh, in the belly. Uh oh, we're gonna see some future GWA <laughs> stars, maybe. <laughs> maybe who knows? <laughs> if they want to, we gotta support it. Are there any lakes where you can do kind of remote backcountry camping and access that in Switzerland? Like, because I know you're stoked to try out out your lakes there like and we don't yeah, have to mention sure. secret spots like that's fine because we have a couple secret spots on the island that we don't mention but um are there any is there any spots I, you can know, talk about well i know one fun place where i was hiking up it was mid beginning summer and we hiked like almost half thousand meter up and then we oh, arrived wow. at the lake and it was frozen <laughs> Didn't turn out that well that day. No, but we have a lot of... We, there There must be like almost 1,000, probably like 300 foilable lakes in Switzerland. 350 oh, no foilable way. lakes. And no then way. there's like, there's multiple small pools, bassins and rivers. We should not underestimate the rivers and what we can do on the rivers as well. Uh, well, the case is we have a lot of water and if someone is keen to explore, Switzerland has definitely gold locations and we do have plenty of wind what a lot of people underestimate the swiss the, the swiss water sports performance but we got places where you can surf almost every day in the summer but oh, mostly really? i got to i got to agree that mostly when you tell a friend like go there and he's expecting something big he's gonna be frustrated because it's not gonna happen it only it's yeah. like with you know how it is these magic days they just don't line up. Maybe also not, the forecast's not going to work as well in, in the Alps because it's quite hard to forecast winds and wind systems here. But definitely you're going to have a great time. And I love sharing sessions with anybody coming, hopping over and just drop me a message and we get out there together. 
Oh, nice. That would be so fun for people. And and Switzerland is so beautiful. You got a lot of good food. We do got, have a lot of cheese. Yeah. <laughs> cheese, amazing chocolate, cows with bells. Well, yeah. That's always pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, what do you? Uh, what's the biggest thing that you're looking forward to in 2024 in any aspect of your life? Well, we're expecting birth of the second yes, child. So that's that exciting. Whole, yeah. uh, that's very exciting. No, but I, I have a. I'm, I want to do like a triple A rotation windsurfing. I've been really close, and uh, that's like kind of. And then I want to like progress. I want to do lake double loops better. So like double rotations in winging and in windsurfing. Um, I'm I'm sure. Like I'm I honestly I'm sad and I love to share this here also in this podcast. Wing foiling, beautiful sport. I love it. But windsurfing got kind of like left over by this huge wing foil hype. Uh, windsurfing by yeah. heart, I still freaking love it. And I like to talk oh, yeah. with you seeing like this old starboard, like beautiful starboard with wood in it. I mean, I, I cannot mention is. that. Yeah, can I mention yeah. that boards these days look ugly? Because, I mean, these, it was just beauty with the, with like the wood involved. No, windsurfing oh, yeah. is still by heart. And yep. wind foiling, especially wind foiling, it it, really? it appeared people looked at it definitely complicated. But if you're a windsurfer and you have windsurfed all your life and you want to experience foiling, windsurf foiling is ain't that bad. And the potential as well, especially for going traveling and cruising around on the lake, you're hooked in in your harness and it feels like windsurfing, but you're floating, flying over the air. So like you're hoverboarding over the air. So. Um, I'm always recommending anybody out there also to give windsurf foiling a go if you're if you're out there because I still know a lot of windsurf friends which are like this and they don't want to try yep. give foiling a try and to give foiling a go. Yeah, totally agree. It's beautiful windsurfing, but just um, think twice if you want to start foiling if you go straight into winging or give windsurfing still a go. Windsurf foiling. Mm-hmm. Can- <laughs> well, like I learned how to foil windsurf foiling and my buddy Bobson on the island, uh, Vancouver Island, he windsurf foils and he just rips and he tries to get 50, 60 kilometers on our little lake and he just goes and goes and goes. And I tried to race him this year. There's no way I could catch him, but I learned windsurf foiling and cause I, windsurfing is still my love too. And, um, and for that, like it is, a, it, it is a very good option and in, it doesn't matter which sport or even kite foiling for that matter. Like kite kiters have a well, blast on that. Yeah. Blast on but that. But the coolest thing is that how it combines all these disciplines now and that how, how it, how it also brings people together. People are the getting beach. together now. Yeah. Like <laughs> we would never talk to each other so much. And now in our surf top, we still have those two, three radical guys like the fit surf. OG guys, they, yeah. like now that for them it's like a disaster because we start talking to kite friends, like which, like and and then the kiters coming to our place swinging, and it, it used to be like they wanted to shoot guns at the kites, like they wanted to shoot the kites in the air, and now the yep. kiters start popping their wings at the windsurf beach, which is nice, and they. I mean, in the end, all we want to do, I don't I don't love to see the rivality in water sports because in the end, we're all doing the same. We're out there having fun in the nature and playing in the most beautiful playground you can dream of. I mean, even, even if it's glassy, almost no wind, these days you can go pump foiling and have a great time with a kite surfer you previously never thought meeting at the lake together. So that's why foiling... I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Another revolution is going on. I hadn't thought about the aspect of because like I took one kite lesson one time and my brother gave me his 12 meter and I drifted down because it was light wind and I was in windsurf territory on my lake and they're like, sorry, bud, we're not helping you. No, like I'm one of you. Like I windsurf. (laughs) Like I I just happened to be trying this and they're like, nope, sorry, bud, you got to figure your own crap out. But um, with um, with this sport of foiling, it is bridging a whole new generation of people who are like, we all we do all the sports now, mm-hmm. and it's not it just that. And then it's it that is true because I'm I'm seeing like so many more people. Like I would be the only windsurfer up in kite 
beach because my brother kited. So I'd launch him and I'd go windsurf behind side him and say, when are you going to switch to a real sport? Just as a joke, obviously. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, but, well, there's but, still um, real sport these days. <laughs> I know that that is a very valid point. I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, is there anything else you wanted to bring up to people or talk about? Because I know we got some Q&As. And Q&As, we might, do a, we might do a separate little fun little thing where we kind of go on Instagram and check out Q&As if you're down for that. But also is there anything? That, yeah. Is there anything that you'd like to mention before we wrap this well, puppy up? I've never been to the States. And I guess I oh. should probably come over and I've checked the forecast. You guys like like around like Max Max, for example, these been blasting the last days. And I yep. guess these lakes are underestimated. Everyone dreams of the big Hawaiian rollers, but I've seen a forecast four point something meter on Lake Erie, and I was like, what? There's like even waves, proper serious waves. And I think I, I would be a serious struggle in these waves on that lake. So, I mean, yep. shout out to you guys if, you, if you're if you heading out there and uh, enjoying probably shout out to Nordic Max. conditions. Yeah, like Sandbanks Provincial Park. It's on Lake Ontario. Um, I think last year or the year before, my neighbor and, and our group of seven kind of OG guys, I didn't go out because I didn't have a 3.3 three or a 2.9. But he, That's he my went out in sale, three, three. <laughs> three, three. He went out in forty-five knots. It was upwards to eighteen foot swell or whatever, twenty foot stuff in the center. And you couldn't even see anything. And and yeah, and it was a slight offshore breeze, so there was a big rip current. And those guys just ripped in that stuff. Like the biggest I've gone is 10, 12 feet and forty knots, and that was like that's big enough for me. But like at two hundred pounds, so I don't know. It's pretty cool that's, for that. That's but yeah, the lakes are get, cool. That's small. Yeah, that's when you get so small and you realize that it's just like no chance that you're fighting against these elements. You just got to play with them and go with the flow. And that's yep. what I love so much about. I mean, for me, these are the the days I live for. Like these big days, three three. That's my favorite windsurf sail. And that's oh, awesome. also when windsurfing is pure fun. That's when it's fun boarding yeah we also mentioned so we want light. to talk about fun boarding that's what true. is fun boarding i mean you can be a fun boarder doing me i love kiting i'm i'm really addicted by strapless kiteboarding and like for me it's like skateboarding doing all oh, these yeah. flips and i don't have these secret magnets like these guys do because i always when i jump up in the air my board just flips around that like, goes in any direction but uh, it's such a good challenge. And I would say, and um, if you have the chance to go, like like you, you could grab your brother's kite, just do it. So take your wingfoil board and go with the yep. kite and the wingfoil board and just try wingfoil board kiting. And it's True. any any board sport you do kind of re- 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 relates to the other one. And it just makes you a better athlete out there, a better waterman. And um, yeah, so maybe... Especially kite foiling. Me, I've, I've, I love kite foiling with my wingfoil board because it's so easy and yeah. simple. And oh, when yeah. the wind is really light, I can sit on the board and I get going when the when my friends on the kite foil, they can't even get out of the water because they have their really tiny boards. So it doesn't really it doesn't really matter. Just be creative, get out there and have fun and uh, go fun boarding. Whatever fun boarding means for you. That sounds pretty good, folks. Spoken from the man himself. And uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, hey, thanks, Balls. Like, I really appreciate you make, taking the time today to join us. Excellent. And um, yeah, everybody. Looking forward to ride with you guys out there and have fun. Anytime you want to come out to Canada, like, we got a lot of cool spots. So we could definitely hook you up. 100%. Sure. Nice. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time.